Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Not Your Normal Country podcast series. And the title of this episode is Bhutan mainly focuses on happiness and is the most eco-conscious country in the world. What else? So last week we discussed an African country, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And we delved deeper into the history and through facts, we uncovered and answered a crucial question. How did a Belgian king ruin the DRC? And not only is this question the key to understand the history of the second poorest country in the world, but also understand why its development and its growth has not achieved the same rates as its neighbours. So today we head to South Asia, near the Himalayas to be more precise. The country is Bhutan, of course. Bhutan is one of the world's newest democracies and is the only carbon sink in the world. That term means that it actually absorbs more carbon dioxide than it produces. This incredible feat is continued through a legislation that requires a minimum of 60% area of the land in Bhutan covered with vegetation. This also does mean that if you do chop some trees down for a new house, guess what, you have to plant some more. Not only does this conserve the wildlife and the vegetation, but it also helps them preserve their carbon sink status. And this is also very helpful towards the fight towards climate change. This law allows Bhutan to stay a carbon sink and greatly help the environment, in other words. Also, another way that they help the environment is through the complete ban of plastic bags and tobacco. Fun fact, Bhutan is actually the only country in the world that has banned tobacco products completely. Although this isn't entirely to help the environment, it's more about the safety and well-being of its citizens and the people because tobacco is injurious to health. So also all of the energy is renewable energy as it's provided as it's hydroelectric powered from the lakes and dams that convert the water energy to electricity energy for electricity that its citizens can use. So not only does it absorb more carbon dioxide than it produces, but also doesn't use any, doesn't use much carbon dioxide because everything's powered through HEP energy or hydroelectric powered energy. Now let's talk more about the history of Bhutan. Bhutan had been an absolute monarchy until 2008, which means that the head of state is essentially above the law and has the last say. So in other words, the king or queen cannot be overruled. However, let's go all the way back to 1950s, when slavery in Bhutan had just been abolished and Bhutan had just joined the UN or the United Nations. The United Nations is a group of countries, most countries in the world, and it's an intergovernmental organisation that can peacefully talk through problems and crises instead of turning to war. And they try and solve worldwide problems or even specific country problems in a forum. So both of these moves, joining the UN and abolishing slavery, greatly helped the country develop socially. And to my understanding, Bhutan's goals have always been to develop socially And an example of that is that Bhutan is the only country in the world to officially measure national happiness. This index is known as the GNH, the Gross National Happiness Index, and rather than placing an emphasis on GDP or 
gross domestic product index, Bhutan attempts to track the happiness of its population. However, after two decades of peace and development, there were ethnic tensions between Bhutan and its neighbour, Nepal. These tensions were a result of Bhutan feeling that its culture had been eroded due to the large number of ethnic Nepalis, and this resulted in a large number of Nepalis that fled to Nepal because of the new terms for granting citizenship. These were based more on the length that you had stayed in Bhutan instead of your family, culture or your religion. So after resolving the problem, Bhutan started developing again. However, in 1997, Amnesty International, another intergovernmental organisation, started to raise concerns over the poor human rights in southern Bhutan. So even though slavery had been abolished, human rights were still being abused in some places in Bhutan. So after all these tensions and suspicions, a year later, in 1998, the king at the time decided to distribute the power to a government, an elected cabinet leading to the birth of a new democracy. So in other words, the king abdicated the throne for a democracy, which is a very selfless thing to do in a world full of corruption and politics. Another feature of this change in power meant that Bhutanese households were allowed several television channels and had access to the internet for the very first time. And ever since 2000, Bhutan has been growing and developing as it had its first elections in 2008 and started to increase its exports and international relations, especially with India, Bhutan's largest trading partner. Now for some facts. Bhutan only has two foreign embassies, which are India and Bangladesh, in their country, as they believe that their culture will not be eroded from the presence of these embassies, and their biggest allies are also India and Bangladesh. Their GDP is around $7.025 billion, making it around 430 times smaller than the UK and 43 times smaller than Bangladesh economy. However, as they mainly focus on happiness, this data may not be reliable, as they do not measure it. But this is the CIA's estimate for 2017, so it may be more reliable. The entire country's population is around 800,000, which is 14 times smaller than just the population of London. However, this is understandable because a lot of the country is inhabited due to the mountainous terrain. It is a completely landlocked country, so they only have rain and snow to depend on for water sources and water supply. And they extract water from the rip from the four major rivers that are fed by the rain and snow. No traffic, there are no traffic lights and on the steep and jagged roads, and cows and sheep are often found along these roads, so it's, it's very dangerous to drive around there, but Bhutanese people do drive very slowly. It only has one airport in the entire country, in Paro, and is the most dangerous airport in the world to land on, therefore only eight people are cleared to land in it. So as they take great pride in their environmental status and con conservation, it is legal to kill any animals, and in order to preserve species, all the meat that they eat is actually imported. However, you could say by importing the meat, they're actually adding to food miles and, and um, CO2 emissions, but the meat is most likely imported from its neighbours, and maybe through truck or uh, train, so not greatly adding to the emissions. Also, this is the only country to never be conquered, by any other country or empire 
and it's also the only country that hasn't attempted to stake a claim on another one. So in other words, Bhutan has never been conquered by any empire or any leader and has never attempted to conquer any other country as it's a very peaceful country as Buddhism is its main religion so they all practice a lot of peace and calm. Another effect of Buddhism being the main religion is that it has very low crime rates and violent crimes are very rarely reported. Also women head the families and run the shops Bhutan has a very young population. The median age is around 22 years. So this is a very young population and 40% of its of its residents are actually under 14 years old. And this could lead to problems further further along because as the population ages, there are less people to work. However, as their main goal isn't to improve their wealth and their economy size, but to ensure happiness, this may not be as much of a problem as it would be in other countries, such as Japan, which also has a very aging population. So thank you for listening to my episode, which featured Bhutan. All of this information is from the BBC website, WWF, CIA Gov, Holidify, and Geography Now website. And this wonderful outro and intro music is done by my friend Emily Clairhunt. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you in my next episode and also if you have any comments please write please write them down and I will try and reply and incorporate them in my next episode and I hope you've learned more about Bhutan a country that you might not have known a lot about thank you